0: All right, uh, welcome to the Resurrected Fitness Podcast, the second episode. And I am joined by Braden Morrow, uh, the lifestyle mentor. Uh, Braden, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself, what you do, and just kind of your upbringing into training and, and the fitness industry? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me on here. So, like you said, I'm Braden.
1: I graduated from Texas A&M, University of Commerce. I graduated there with my Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and Sports Studies in spring of 2017. Uh, Been into fitness, really, I would say my entire life. Uh, Come from a really small town, so there's really nothing to do besides play sports, hunt and fish, or get in trouble. So I was involved in pretty much every sport. I graduated with like 45 people. Uh, First year out of high school, went to Howard Payne University, played a little bit of football, um wasn't really my calling i didn't think so started to slowly transition into fitness because i just love to prepare for sport just really love that start i really like to eat healthy too um started following big name influencers like lane norton jeff Nippard, and just really started to dive off into the bodybuilding realm too and you know technology pretty much knows us nowadays so like on instagram i was following more bodybuilders and that's what it was kind of feeding towards me and um did my first show my senior year before I graduated. I was kind of one foot in one, one foot in one foot out with it. Um, and during that time I was also coaching people as well, just because, you know, if you're somebody who's established within like fitness and you pretty much live the lifestyle somewhat, people will ask you for advice. So I was coaching people for free, uh, started charging just a little bit. Yeah. Um, did that all the way up until now, just kind of like part-time, I would say just on the side, just because I loved it. Right. And, um, then, uh, you know, I told you I worked a corporate job, so I out of college, I went and worked worked with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, uh, went through the management training program there. I'm sure people listening, millennials know about that. Somebody worked with the company, but it wasn't for me, and uh, my heart was into this, and uh, I just became so miserable with myself, with my career, just everything. Um, kind of hit, like, a, a low point in my life, hit rock bottom, basically, and I was like, what do I have to lose here? So, um, pretty much turned to God when I had nowhere else to run. And what do you know, like here I am basically living my dream. Not basically, I am living the dream very thankful for it. And um, so I coach primarily general population. That's what it started off as. Mm -hmm. And um, it's slowly transitioning to more advanced lifters and some competitors actually. So I pretty much, I would coach anybody, but my main niche of people is I would say millennials who a lot of them have former collegiate athlete background. Mm-hmm. Um, or just any kind of sport experience. I got first responders, military people who are simply looking to improve their body composition, learn how to eat properly, and just level up. I would say, and like I said, it's kind of evolving into competitors too, which I'm really excited about. So that's just a little bit of my little bit about me. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely love what I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where did you see, like, at what point did you start to see the transition from gin Pop to? Um, maybe more advanced, more regimented clientele? I would say about six months in, you know, when I started full-time.
1: I was, uh, I had some on clients already. And then I started personal training out of a gym in Greenville, Texas, Iron Shop, a pretty small gym, but great atmosphere, really successful guys out there. Um, And a lot of my clients there were general pop. And then I moved to Frisco January, 2020. And um really started to go all in with bodybuilding too. So I think that's what kind of drew more of the advanced people in. Yeah. Because when they see something that they essentially want to achieve, and I feel like that kind of drew people in a little bit more than you started posting results, testimonials of those people you're working with. And what do you know it's gonna draw more? Yep. And um, and I just started speaking to that audience, like with my marketing. With the content i was putting out i was speaking directly towards that those people i wanted to coach yeah for sure yeah okay
0: and so a little bit outside of uh fitness turn to turn to god so what would maybe share a little bit about your uh, your testimony like what has that been for you and what is that what is that role in your life and in your career and everywhere else for you i mean it's just its purpose,
1: its identity, because I think you know everybody's out looking for their identity, something to fulfill them, and I just don't believe the world itself and the worldly things were fulfilling me. And you know, I think a lot of us will get wrapped up. Like I even would get my identity wrapped up in being a bodybuilder or a coach, or you know, like a lot of us get caught up in like how much money we're making, how many friends we have, and really none of those things are ever going to satisfy us. So, like my identity of Christ is more than enough for me. Yeah. Completely to find that out you know asking you shall receive and like when I hit that rock bottom point I asked I was like hey if you're real you got to show me here and sure enough it was uh, revealed to me you had just all these realizations of your life just boom hit you at once and brought me to my niece and, yeah yeah it wasn't just like a overnight transformation and that's still happening because that was roughly two years
0: ago okay uh, but yeah it's awesome yeah man wanted to so- the decision to kind of incorporate in that into your business with uh, Iron Faith, mm-hmm. or, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Deciding to put that name in, like, what was that deciding factor of like, this is my foundation for what I do and speak to people maybe who aren't even Christian, but like, this is just where I stand. Right. right. I just believe in faith. Like, it's just
1: faith is almost everything. Like, it's just belief. And iron obviously ties to the gym you want to have iron faith strong yeah. faith that's just kind of like <clears throat> the symbol of it Strong yeah. faith, basically for sure yeah and that can that can obviously relate to somebody who doesn't believe because like everybody has some sort of faith <laughs> yeah Even if they don't say they do they do right
0: yeah. yeah and you know i think especially as uh christians we have a good opportunity to not say that we're christian based on what we do but more so show it in the way we like the attention the detail we give to our clients and the care we show them like that's going to be the the biggest volume we speak absolutely i could not agree more
1: i would say most of my clientele is christian um who come are christian but you know i've had some who weren't and i can't tell you how many conversations i've had just about that itself you know and with that that was just a a wonderful opportunity for me. Like, I feel like God placed me in those scenarios for a reason to have
0: those conversations with people who were non-believers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a, a consult I think a few weeks ago and it was probably an hour long. We just got into just life discussion way beyond training. And I was kind of asked the question about like, are you religious or whatever the case? And I got to explain just a little bit about who I am and identity in Christ. But you know, seeing it come from a place of I'm just trying to give somebody my attention and let them let, let them speak and share their heart, uh, and me just being there I was able to speak volumes to who Christ is. Like that's that's the goal. And it's just um, to inform people
1: who He really is. Yeah, I and mean, it's I I just think the world itself doesn't really portray Him in the right manner. I mean, yeah, you've got the stereotypes and the people complain a lot about the hypocrisy and stuff which i understand but Christ is Christ you know there's nobody like him right? he's yeah. the one perfect being ever <laughs> really you know when i think perfection i think of you him know, because nobody nobody can be like him which is
0: why we need him right absolutely uh and so uh in terms of your your company where do you see it going and where would you like to see it go uh, just growing it and expanding and
1: whatnot. Right. So I want to continue to just reach as many like minds as possible, whether that be believer, or non-believer, doesn't really matter to me. Um, I, my niche is continuing to evolve. Like I mentioned in some more competitors, but I will still coach that niche people who are looking to level up. Um, but definitely growing online, especially, um, I do some one-on-ones as well. I typically won't take any more than like 10 or 15, Mm-hmm. My goal is to bring on other coaches as well. That way, when there's an overflow clientele, I can have somebody to help as well. Basically, have them run their own business with respect to you know commission or whatever, just towards the brand. Right. Um, that's where I, I kind of want to go is towards having a team, having a team of other coaches, um, and thinking way ahead. So there's this wonderful woman in my life, right? And we've talked. You know, obviously, when you meet somebody especially as a Christian and you're dating, you talk about marriage because that's the whole point, right? Yeah. (laughs) She's actually, um, she has a year left of physical therapy school. Okay. I think physical therapy, I've seen people collab, physical therapy, personal training, online coaching together. And we've been coming up with rough ideas and it's actually really exciting. Um, I'm actually about to get her like a cupping kit and scraping tools and all that so she can do And There's a lot of business for her right there. (laughs) For sure. Bodybuilders especially are always looking for that type of stuff but like we love investing in that it's definitely worth it yeah uh, yeah that's that's. I mean that's thinking way ahead but I wouldn't count something like that out I think a lot of trainers want to open up a gym which that's not really my I don't really have any ambition for that to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, I just like working directly with people and I've seen some business models to where they're putting people in groups uh, like the communication is like just their email and stuff like I like working directly with people um, I don't like I'm just not a group setting guy I'm kind of an introvert so like i work better one-on-one with people um that's currently what's going i have <clears throat> working one-on-one with people we will have consultations like on zoom you know i get really into depth of what's going on and even i mean i care about their personal life too so i try to get to know them yeah. keep up with them on social media um, even if i'm not working with them my goal is just to keep up with those people because those are the ones who i'm serving
0: yeah for sure
1: yeah that's I'll say that's a rough,
0: rough idea of like where I'm currently headed. Yeah, it's not bad at all. No, <laughs> oh, not at all, man. Um, and so, even kind of going off that, before Christ and then after, what did you see in the biggest shift in you and how you approach relationships? Not just with your girlfriend, but also like people, right? friends, and clients, and that kind of thing. Love, just plain and simple, man. Love, like love is always the answer. It's
1: just, it's healing. It's truth. about approach people with love and you just the reward come backs sort or of, comes back around one way or the other you know like, yeah and like i mean i do it because it, i mean it brings joy to me like serving other people yeah out of love you know as long as you're no matter what you're doing because i know like as christians a lot of people are kind of like skeptical of running a business trying to get too like caught up in the money and worldly things which i totally understand but it's like if you keep your intent behind what you're doing, pure Jesus I mean, God's going to reward you. Mm -hmm. Jesus talks a lot about money, right? Like how, how to look on it, like how to have a positive outlook on it and money secondary. Right. If you take care of people around you, secondary. So I think with business especially, that's where my mindset shifted, I would say. Uh, It kind of helped open that door of thought for me. Yeah at first i was kind of mm, like a little timid about it like with business and stuff but you know having that transition and studying more about jesus and, you know what he says about like how to serve people would brought a little bit more peace to me with my business
0: yeah yeah so what about what about what you currently do keeps you like what do you love about it the most what keeps you fired up day-to-day interaction interaction what about the job seeing people improve
1: <laughs> yeah Seeing people, whether it's just, you know, pound or two lost a week, you know, a new PR, uh, just, stuff. I don't know. When I get positive messages from my clients, I'll screenshot them and like put them in a folder because it just, it just brings joy to my heart knowing I love somebody, you know? I mean, that's really, my goal isn't like being the very best or like fame, like being my best self, obviously, but like my goal is to simply just to touch as many lives as possible, you know? I'll say that's it. That's what keeps me up in the morning. It's like, Hey, like I'm here to serve these people. I was put in this role for a reason. That alone. just gets me out of bed. And also, I mean your clients pay your bills. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> like you better serve them. Well, come on guys. Like, any coaches listening.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. So yeah. even with that, um, I think I've, I think I've struggled, uh, you know, finding my own value as a coach and, offering what I'm worth to people like being afraid to say my price and that kind of thing. So I was wondering if you had any struggle with that at any point in your career. Absolutely, man. I was, I, you seem, you seem nice. You know, I was
1: a little too nice. I would say like I'd always give people discounts and not charge my worth. And I just had to come to the realization like, Hey, I, it's not the price. It's what I put in, you know, and what I have to offer, what like makes the price, yeah. and like I'm okay with that. Like I know I put in years of work. I know I went through rock bottom and started off sleeping on a mattress, eating jasmine rice and canned chicken to get to where I'm at today. Not to charge less than what I'm worth. And uh, you know, you think about it. Like people will pay for I don't know some big name concert guy, or whatever, pay full price for that. But you know, if it's a small business owner, it's like I'm expecting a discount. Well. I hold myself to a higher standard than that knowing that I put in the work and too, what I have to offer is very, very valuable. Like there's so much value into it. So like when I, you know, you're talking about like offering it to people and giving them the price. I like, I make sure that they are very clear on exactly what they would be investing in. Yeah. So i give them everything that they'd be investing in and how it can benefit them. And a lot of the nine times out of 10, they're very understanding. Even if it's too much for them, they're like, I get it. Like that's, definitely worth it yeah I mean, like i mean if you're <clears throat> you see this a lot not just like coaches but any business owner continuing to get discounts that's all you're going to get because you're lowering your standard Simple, right. just that simple yeah
0: yeah for sure i think i, de- I definitely think coming up in the industry and you got friends that you'll help for free and yeah uh, and offer your best and you realize like i need to eat too <laughs> yeah yeah and they they should know that. <laughs> and that, and that transition can be a, a challenging one, but, um, you know, Luke also has helped me understand that about myself as well. Like, don't be afraid to, if people say no, like, it's okay. Yeah. You don't need everybody.
1: No, not everybody's for you, and that's okay. Yeah. I've come to that realization. You know, I mean, follow up is important too, you because know, a lot of times when they say no, it's not really the price. Maybe they're unsure about you or, maybe there's something about the product that you don't understand, but after so many follow-ups, it's, it's okay. Like there's, there's more people out there to help and we can't help everybody. That's something I've had to come, come to terms with this. Cause it's hard. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, man, I really wanted to help that person. It's not really the money that drives me to do it. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. But it's just like, I really want to help that individual. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So with, uh, with clients then what have you noticed has been the biggest like driving factor for success generally speaking across your clients, like what is about, what about those clients that have gotten the furthest, got them there?
1: Having clarity on exactly what they want. You know, I mean, in the Bible it says that where there's no vision the people perish. Mm -hmm. It's like if you, I mean, that applies to anything in life really. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to be lost. You're going to be eaten up. So we get clarity on exactly what they want and just focusing on small Daily outcomes, like I focus solely on human behavior, especially and like habit change. Because I mean, you and I both are I'm sure we're both smart enough to write up a regimen that'll work for somebody. Plain and mm-hmm. But the approach for everybody is different. You know, like the science applies typically the same, you know, fat loss and all that stuff. But like getting there is different for everybody. Everybody's psychology is different with everything. But you know, if you have them. If they're stuck on that goal and like they they know exactly what they want, eventually you know through all the pitfalls and stuff, they'll fight through it and find an approach that work for them. So just keeping them keeping them motivated, like and obviously being honest with them, and like you as a coach, it's your responsibility to make adjustments accordingly based off of how they're responding. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just slowly focusing on the habit change because my rule of thumb with like diet and exercise is if you can't stick to it. I don't expect to sustain the results from it because, you know, we've seen millions of people will go keto or Mediterranean. Like there's so many man-made diets, right? I mean, and it's, they work. don't get me wrong. Fat loss works the same way. Right. But they'll take that approach. It works for them and then they fall right off because they can't stick to it. Yeah. So it's just trying to keep, keep, like I said, being honest with them and making adjustments and just simply asking the right questions and trying to find something that they can stick to. Yeah. And then that's like where the habit change comes into play, making it a habit, making it to where it's not a chore. Because often people look at it as like, especially the lifestyle people, I would say, look at diet and exercise as a chore. And a lot of the times it's not their fault. I'm just kind of like what was engraved in their minds. When, when you show them like, hey, you can make this a part of your lifestyle to where it's automated. And it's like not really a chore anymore. But I would say just clarity on goals and like exactly where they want to go. And
0: Believing that is possible. Have faith. Yeah. Yeah. And so limiting factors, what's the most common or largest limiting factor for clients that you notice? Oh man. <laughs> that's <laughs> there, a, There's quite a few.
1: Yeah, there is. I'm trying to think you want to hear like general pop, uh, more of like my niche. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Pop, you would say. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people think that there's just something wrong with them. That they're not able to achieve it. Like, they're just not, maybe they're not worthy enough. Like, oh, I've always been this way. You know, it's my genetics, my family's this big type 2 diabetes. You know, that means I have to be that way too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just trying to get them out of that that mindset of that there's something wrong with them. You know, I tell people, like, I try not to come across as like boastful or arrogant in some of my posts with like, hey, like, this is how it works. And if it's not working, this is what's happening. Not to discourage people, but to show people, like, hey, it is possible. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Um, So I think, like, the main limiting factor would just be, like, belief in themselves, like, that they Mm -hmm. can do it. A lot of the times people don't know that they, like, hey, there is a variety of foods out there that they can stick to. And the more low-calorie dense, healthier foods with respect to having moderation. A lot of them don't know that. You got to show them um there's a lot of people who work and they move a lot with their job a lot of the times i'll tell them like hey there's half your battle one right there you're getting you're moving you're burning calories now let's make better food choices how does that sound yeah then you just slowly add you know you can't you can't throw too much at once with people i've come to find through coaching like hey i need you to you know submit training videos to me every single day i need you to submit your my fitness pal loggings, uh your weight all that like you just you gotta be slow and steady with these people Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, I, I mean, I want to learn more about real estate and I'm taking it very slow. I'm not going to throw all this stuff in my brain at once. It's just a lot. Right. And I'm hiring somebody to help me with it too. So yeah. Investing in a mentor, but yeah. Limiting factors. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of them, but mindset
0: to everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. What about you? (laughs) I would say stress. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Time to like time management, I would
0: say. Time management, you know, I've come with cases. People don't feel like they have any control over their time um, or little things creep into their mind and it creates a negative outlook on themselves. Yes. Um, and it's detrimental to the way they progress. Yes. And I,
1: with the, t- like you said, with the time and the stress, like as a coach, you become more than just, a personal trainer online my coach <laughs> you're literally a lifestyle coach that's why i promote i'm a lifestyle mentor because time management with this is key and i believe if you can be regimented with diet and exercise you can be regimented in other areas of life because most people that say it's the time it's they're struggling with time management in other areas in their life too yeah it's priority Pri- exactly it's prioritization I, I i truly believe if you say and that, i'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times it's not a priority but saying I don't have time declares I, like, this just isn't a priority to me. And yeah, it's harsh, but Hey, your health is not a priority to you. Like, you, you know, you have like one body, right. let take care of You don't, you don't get a second chance with it. So.
0: Yeah. And I think the issue, you know, we don't, I think as humans, we don't tend to care as much about stuff that we don't see the result of. Ah, uh, Yeah. As if like, you know, we toss a plastic bottle in the trash, but we don't see it in the ocean. Yeah. It doesn't bother us i like that and so the small choices we make to eat this or that and it adds up and then we don't see it until we're completely overwhelmed right we're not panic
1: yeah we panic because we're not seeing the results immediately and i'm not judging anybody because it's common we've been especially like you and i young younger we've been kind of conditioned to want stuff now like i mean we can i can order something off of uber eats and have it delivered to my door right here in 10 minutes like it's just guess said I could pay all my bills right here with my phone like but unfortunately like something worthwhile is not going to happen overnight and I try to be fully transparent as possible people like hey this is going to take time this is gonna be a process let's focus more on behavior change and like you know getting into a routine focusing on these little bitty outcomes each day progress with it and then you'll see the results come but don't expect it to happen in a week two weeks three weeks four that's okay like I tell them like the first month if you don't Drop a pound—that's okay. That's, yeah. that's really okay. Sometimes it takes a minute to get things and getting, you know, with, where the snowball effect comes into play. Um, but yeah, you're you're right, and I think that that just kind of goes back to people will be like, "Oh man, there's just something wrong with me. I, I'm just not capable of doing this. I'm not worthy enough." Yeah, uh, I mean, that breaks my heart because a lot of the times they just they think it's supposed to happen quick, mm-hmm. but so there's a lot of trial and error. We're all so unique yeah give them that meal plan that they're supposed to follow to a team maybe they can't do that and end up binging knocking all their progress up okay we got to try something else that's okay there's another way right always there's always a way and it's just getting people to realize that that they're willing to do it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. and that's it's a very hard thing to communicate that hey this might take six months to get the first you know 20 30 pounds off like it's going to take a while. And then the first week they don't drop weight or they see it spike four pounds because they had a little too much alcohol the night before. And <laughs> it's complete freak out. Um, and, you know, I think in general population, it's I see it to where once they hire the coach, they think it's solved. Yeah. Not that they have to. It's because we don't really do a whole lot at the end of the day, like prescribing plans, giving some advice and some encouragement, but they still have to go make the daily decisions. Right, right. Uh, it's still on them. They, we just are kind of there to say like, did you do it? Exactly. You know? We're there. And like, we're providing the guidance and the strategy behind it. It's just,
1: they have to adhere. Yeah. You know, they, they're the ones that still have to put in the work. It's like, I mean, the, like your coach, he you can't go dribble the basketball for you and shoot it for you.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, creating that adherence, like for yourself, when you've seen somebody who hasn't been able to be adherent, what do you do? What's your turn to this is where I'm going first? First off, I'm just honest. I just ask them, like, what's going on?
1: You know, kindly, not in an accusing manner, but they know that they're not you know, like, And I just ask, like, how can I help with this? Yeah, and That kind of, like, eases into it rather than coming out of, like, hey, I know you're screwing up. <laughs> yeah, Just ask them, like, how I can help. You know, a lot of the times it takes sitting down and talking about their goals and then talking about like what what is their expected outcome with it like okay i'm gonna drop two pounds a week okay hey this is what you got to do each day mm-hmm. need you to hit your calorie goal by prioritizing whole foods getting a protein xyz hitting your step goal and i need you to train this many times a week can you do that for me yeah keep it really simple obviously there's a lot more in the depth but like that's like the i just try to keep it really simple basically um yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it's a. Uh, I'm really type A when it comes to training and the details of things. I'm not type A on pretty much anything else in my <laughs> life, but um, you know, creating that balance of like knowing people are doing great, but also having to give cr- uh, constructive criticism that yeah can make or break them. When it's really not that intent, it's just I'm trying to help because I want I want to see you do great things, so I have to give feedback that you may not like. Right. Uh, <laughs> And right in a tough a tough balance, I think I guess in my experience of communicating, like I'm actually really proud of you, but also I think we can take it another step further.
1: yeah, it's it's how you say it too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's something I'm really working on is how I say things because it may not come across like as genuine. <laughs> yeah. And, and then just every, everybody's different. You know there's some people I'm just dead honest with again a lot of the former collegiate athletes, I can just be straight up. Oh yeah. That's what they want.
0: So completely different. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they get. The general pop, you got to be a little bit, a bit oh, easier. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so like when you find um, that self-limiting belief of themselves, what do you feel like has been like when they make that switch, what changes for them of, okay, maybe I can't do this. And how quick is that turnaround for you when you just notice people? To be honest, um, when you hear
1: that more than once, a lot of the times you end up losing the client and like, that's been a really, really hard part of the job for me. Like, is it, I, I I do a lot of self-reflecting, like, you know, what did I do wrong? What could I have done to be better? But, you know, I, I still take that time to self-reflect and try to see what I can do better as a mentor. Um, but at the same time, like, I just, I, I can't do it for them. You know, I I do reinforce them that, hey, no, like (laughs) it it is possible, but you declaring that you can't do it. You're right. You can't do it just because you put it out there that way. Yeah. If you believe it to be true, it'll, it'll come to life. I mean, that's just how the world works with anything, not just fitness. You know, I say, I can't grow my business. I'm not going to grow my business. If I say I can't lose 10 pounds, I can't lose 10 pounds. You you gotta, you have to believe you have to want it that bad yeah and a lot of times you can't make somebody want it now you can show them what's possible you can show them what they need to do each day how to do it Uh, but you can't do it for them and you can only say so much and again i just i reiterate like yes it is possible like i need you to do this if not we'll find another way Uh, that's i think that's like the main thing i use like that's my my last resort is we can find another way for you yeah because a lot of the time i think people get fixated on i can't stick to this and that's okay and i let them know hey that's okay we'll find we'll try
0: something else yeah if you can stick to it. try this one if not we'll reevaluate again yeah yeah and it's it's also hard you know i i I try and i talked about a little bit in my last uh podcast about I'm trying to communicate with clients of being emotionally attached to your why, like what's the big purpose behind what you're doing, but being disconnected to the means, the actual how, like letting that part go like the 10,000 steps a day, workout three times a week, cardio a couple times a week. That's just how it has nothing to do with your actual goal. Yes. Um, yes. And having a strong why. like
1: Very strong why. Yes. Cause it, <laughs> really gets into like the emotional like desire for, for like what they want you want to lose that 30 pounds okay why i just i want to feel better about myself okay why i want to be able to take my shirt off at of the beach i want to make my ex-girlfriend jealous like i mean everybody has some intent behind it and if you like dig into that and you keep reminding them but, yeah, a lot of the times they make that switch to i can do this now you know yeah. i want that so bad I like to tell people to have, have some sort of end goal, like a timeline, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Still enjoy the process. But like, I tell, you know, a lot of people who just want to look at them, I'm like, think about how you want to look at the beach. You know, when you're walking you know, along the coastline, Like, think about how you want to look. Or a lot of the times, you know, it can get really emotional. A lot of people are afraid of getting type 2 diabetes, like their family. I'm like, Hey, you don't want to pass this on to your, like to your kids, do you? Right. You know, like you want to end it right now. Like, that's a strong why
0: right there. And like, I mean, that's emotional. Yeah. Life changing. And so, where do you find, um, how often, I guess, do you find people that are coming to you that aren't surrounded by people who support what they're doing or just don't get it? Very common. Like, <laughs> more common than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad
1: you brought that up. Like, social pressure. It's like any, I just feel like anytime somebody, is trying to make a change or improve in some area of their life. Like you're going to have naysayers, you're going to have people who are pulling you down. I like to call that crabs in a bucket, you know, and it might, unfortunately, I mean, this is true. A lot of the times it's family and people you love. Yeah. And you, I mean, you have to set boundaries with yourself and say like, this is the best thing for me. And I've had a lot of people who like to drink, mm-hmm. who love to drink and, it's not that they can't say no. It's just like they're they're around those people who want to drink all the time, and a lot of the times I'm just honestly, hey, like maybe you need a new friend group because if they can't respect you not wanting to drink to reach your goals, and like that kind of says something about them. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, social pressure is a huge thing. Even, I mean, I don't know. I can think back to when you know I was in I was younger eating out of the during my first show or just simply making better choices, how much heat I would get for it. Mm-hmm. I, I almost felt like an alien. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, what do you, what's wrong with me eating this like chicken and sweet potato here? I'm enjoying it. Like, let me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, very common. Very, very common. Yeah. What about you? And I'm curious to ask you like, yeah, how do you handle that with those people? Cause like, I feel, I feel like that's something I can improve on as a coach is helping people with social pressures.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of it I find is in spousal relationships where there's not a level of communication. People will start coaching without really walking through what that means to them with their partner. Like not why, they're like, Hey, I'm hiring a coach and they're like, that's great, but they have no interest in doing it or hearing about it. And already there's a disconnect. Ah. And so a lot of the times actually what I'll recommend, and this kind of goes into like evening routines with clients of taking the last hour, hour and a half of their day to get away from their phone and do an activity. If they are with somebody, do it with their spouse, like their their husband or wife and sitting down and doing a puzzle or actually having an open conversation about the stressors they had during that day. One of the stress management tactics that Luke's kind of helped me with is little tick marks. People write ticks whenever um, or tallies whenever they have a negative response to something in a day and they'll just mark it. And then I'll create a space. I'm like, hey, you've got to take the last hour of your day to open up conversation with your partner and create a connection to exactly everything you felt that day, but also why you're doing this journey, like what it means to you, how they can support you in that. Um, but yeah. If that time and space is not created, it will remain disconnected and it creates more and more pressure because they're paying this amount, but it's shared money. Yeah. And it- it's like, I don't see the purpose in it. But if you don't, if there's not that communication. Um, so that's, I make it almost mandatory. I like that. You have to talk about it. It, it does come down to like not communicating. I mean. As does everything, essentially. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's easier to ignore people nowadays too. Not yeah. like your spouse, obviously, because most of the time you're going to look at the spouse, but like just friends in general. I mean, it's a virtual world. You don't have to respond to a text. Right. You need to ignore it. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, definitely shutting your phone off like before going to bed very helpful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. um, and just having them spend like quality time with, you know, either the Lord or with their own thoughts if they're a non-believer and being away from everything else that is causing them to over-exemplify things that are actually kind of small. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's a lot of communication, uh, but I'll walk through it. And, you know, when we're talking about it with, I'm having a conversation with clients, it's usually never the weight. Um, Like I had a conversation with a client that wasn't happy with the way she looked. I'm trying to figure out, why don't you like the way you look now? And I was like, you're not going to like it when you're 30 pounds lighter. Cause if you don't, if you hate yourself now, that's going to continue. And so we look for the root of where that's coming from. Maybe a family member is a little too, joking and they have been for years and they make comments that make you insecure yeah and so that's what i want to attack not attack in a bad sense but i'm saying next time you go to a family event wear what you want and we got to face the actual problem not the side effects yes
1: a lot of a lot of the comments we'll get like again social pressure will shape our beliefs yeah and uh, man i i'm thinking of a, a really good client of mine she's a current client uh, I think she's 37 years old. Um, great shape. Has had two kids, looks amazing. I mean, has a bleak spot came to me and said, I hate the way I look. I'm like, go to the beach and you're gonna have women like 18, 22 hate you because you look amazing. Yeah. Like just and like like you said, getting to the root of that. You know, why why and it was I can tell in other areas of life she's very hard on herself. Mm-hmm. So it was and, and she was a believer herself. So, I brought that out. I couldn't relate with her. I was like, Hey, like you need to be content with what you have right now for what the Lord has provided with you. Otherwise you're not going to be able to accomplish more. Yeah. Like, you have to be careful what you have now. And yeah, I was like, there's no way we're going to achieve this goal of yours if you can't overcome that barrier right now. Right. You know, Cause you're it, like,
0: like you said, if you hate your body now, you're going to hate it later. Yeah. Yeah. I've it's, it's so similar. I got a girl who's lost 40 pounds with me in the last year. And she's like, I feel like I look the exact same. I'm like you're 40 pounds lighter. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. Just dysmorphia. is. I think
1: we all have it to an extent somehow. Like the way we see ourselves. Yeah. We we look at ourselves every day. So, like I've I've had I've changed people's perspective by showing like showing them a the side by side every time. They're like, oh my god. Like yeah, look at you. That's only in 60 days. Amazing, right? Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> A little bit of perspective. That's all it is. Yeah, a little bit of perspective. here. like, this is, this is only 60 days. Look what you did. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about those pitfalls. Look who you're at now. That's awesome. Be, 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 be thankful for it. Be proud of that. Yeah. I, you know, as a bodybuilder, I kind of suffered with it. Not that I disliked the way I look. It was more like coming out of a show, I thought I was like always fat. Yeah. And I didn't have a coach to reverse me out of it. So I was constantly getting opinions from like other friends and stuff, like, "Hey," and they're like, "Do you need to eat more? You need to eat more. You need to eat more." And like, I just kept seeing myself as so fat, and mm. I just come to the realization, like, "Hey, like, I'm gonna be okay. I probably do need to eat more, and I don't really struggle with it anymore. And I'm just yeah. happy with what I have, no matter what. Whether I'm fluffy shredded, like, but... yeah, again, so like, I feel like it's always good to have a third party or you know second opinion. Oh like- yeah." especially for the general population or your clients like you've got to reinforce them you know with honesty too yeah hey you're fine look, look at you look how far you've gone
0: yeah it's a process it's so <laughs> important it's so important um and just running into the, the people that can't see themselves outside the lens of hate and negativity negativity is uh it's detrimental and you know, I try and tell them like when they speak. I don't allow negative adjectives. I don't allow clients to say negative adjectives about themselves because um, I'm like your mind hears everything you're saying. Yep. Even if you're joking. Yeah, call them out on it. Yeah, and want to become. And it's you know, in my opinion, I'll ask for yours as well of how we achieve, you know, real change, real sustainable change, even as you know, as Christians, even you know, because we can know Christ, know the Word and serve at the church, go to community groups and whatnot, but not actually know who he's created us to be at the same time and have no idea what that actually looks like. And my understanding of it is more so uh, awareness, not so much action that has to happen right then, but more so becoming aware of the patterns you already have and the things you've been doing that can create to start, start funneling that change, that actual change. And I had this discussion earlier this week about James 5, 16, where it says, just confess your sins one another and pray for one another. And this power of a righteous person has great power or the prayer of a righteous person. And it it never said, like, teach them a lesson, give them a lesson. It said, just pray with them. And it's bringing things to the light that they didn't know and didn't see or, or weren't talking about. And once you do that, and we just trust the power of prayer, things start to move in the direction we need them to right so more so my opinion i think awareness of what what's really going on is going to be the biggest change because you'll see it through a better lens next time you face it yeah you nailed it (laughs) it's just
1: bringing things to light, like seeing it for what it really is yeah yeah
0: putting it putting it out in the open and facing it right and and jesus is very clear on it's like it's going to come out either way things will be brought to the light and you know i kind of try and communicate that with clients. Like it's going to show itself either way through the, the person you yelled at because you're too stressed to talk about what's going on or we just talk about it and it's it's like, what's worth it. All right. Um, yeah. I absolutely love the client psychology side of things. It's just, it's so different. And so, cause we're, we're far beyond just coaches and programs and whatnot. But, you know, the lens we're given through Christ to offer other people about themselves. I got clients that are envious of the other clients that repost on my story. But the client I repost on my story is insecure about his form. Mm -hmm. They don't know that. And just offering that perspective, like, this is more so a reflection of how you feel about yourself, not anything they did. Right. This creates, it starts to be like, oh, next time they see it. It's like, actually, I don't know if I feel that way about him. Maybe that's coming from something that happened earlier today. Somebody made a comment to me. Just a different outlook on things when they're aware of it. Right. Right. So that's, for me, been the biggest thing when clients is creating awareness of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I can't really add on to that, dude. You
0: You nailed the hammer on that one. (laughs) So I guess uh, like stress mitigation. Where do you find like do you have any go-to habits or things like patterns you have somebody go through to be like hey this is how we need to mitigate stress. Yeah,
1: I just think having a routine really helps. Just something simple, very
0: simple, like morning and evening
1: performance hacks. I share this with all of my clients really, like just and it doesn't have to be the exact same as mine because there's different approaches you can take. But you know, no screen time first thing in the morning. You know, I don't, I don't, I try not to touch my phone for two hours, sometimes three. Um, I usually take a shower even a cold shower sometimes meditate, go for a walk, uh, read, uh, journal, gratitude, excuse me, just spend some time to myself prioritizing me and putting good stuff into my brain, getting ready for the day. And same thing in the evening, like you said, putting your phone away, monitoring screen time, spending time with the Lord. Um, in your own thoughts, prioritizing you, getting away from the virtual world, especially. Yeah. Um, and like I I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing a professional. I think that's something that's very like undervalued nowadays, is going to speak to a professional. I feel like that's a great investment to make nowadays, especially. Because think about it, like man doesn't have the problems they had back in the day, like food, shelter, mm-hmm. survival. Now the battle is psychological and spiritual. Mm-hmm. So I think just going to talk to a professional is a great idea. Yeah, even if you're not necessarily dealing with them, with something, it's just good, like for somebody to, you know,
0: again, like further help create awareness for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a counselor myself that I go <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, man,
1: there's nothing wrong with that. I'm actually after this call, I'm gonna go see mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the, I think it's just great to see to see somebody come, even if it's just once a month or when you need it. Yeah. It's very, very useful. Yeah. Like mental health is not I feel like we have more of a mental I'm not discrediting COVID by any means, but like I feel like mental health, especially, like there's a huge pandemic going on right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We it's quite obvious. And uh if you're listening to this, like what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with going to get help. Uh, yeah. A lot, you, a lot of you men especially <laughs> um we think that we can like take it on, take it all on our own. Well, like that's that's okay like you yeah. don't have to fight alone so men and women but like i just think it's more common in men to think that oh i'm okay like i don't need help like i do this on my own um yeah just stress management and just really just being routine um having hacks and play to keep you focused yeah on, you know the vision you have set for your life and you know getting getting help from seeking guidance from a professional
0: yeah absolutely well, I think that's uh, that's all the questions I got for now. I think we can go on and on and on. I'd love to keep talking. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> we can save that for another episode. Maybe I can join oh, you. Oh, for me.
1: sure, man, absolutely. Um, so, coming okay, on. Pause this.